the Damon Runyon Theater. Once again, the Damon Runyon Theater brings you another story by the master storyteller, Damon Runyon. And this one, the famous Madame Laguette. And to tell it to you, here is Broadway. Thanks. One night I am standing at the corner of 50th and Broadway, just minding my own business, when along comes Dave the Dude in a taxi. He spots me, and the next thing I know, I am in the cab with him and headed for someplace. Naturally, I could refuse to go with him, but nobody ever refuses Dave anything unless they wish his Sunday punch. So there I am, started on one of the craziest things that ever happens on Broadway. And how it happens, I will tell you in a minute. Back to the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, Madame La Gimp. As I say, Dave the Dude gets me in the cab with him. We drive clear to the east side, to a row of knocked-out tenements. Now, it is very puzzling to me why Dave has taken me here. But he says nothing until we get out and walk up 1,900 flights of stairs. While we are climbing up and up, Dave says... It's on the top floor. What is and why? We should hit snow pretty soon. You know Madame LaGimp? Sure. The old doll that hangs around the theaters, selling two-day-old newspapers and tired flowers from the other takers parlor? So what? We're going to see it. Oh, I see. That explains everything. Here we are. This is it. If she is not at home after we climb this mountain... She's home, all right. They brought her back from the hospital. Hospital? Yeah. She tries to knock us off last night. And I wish to see why. Maybe she tries it again. There is no answer to your knock. Come on. Madam. Hey. Madam LaGimp. Where is the light? Uh, there's a gas jet right there, light it. Yes, this is real old-fashioned. Look, Dave, there she is. Madam, hey, Madam LaGimp. She is sleeping with her eyes open. Maybe she... Hey, Madam. Hmm? Madam, look, it's Dave. Dave on Broadway. Uh... Oh, Dave Broadway. Oh. You'll scare us for a minute. What is the idea? Please, please go away. Let me alone. We're going to help you, Broadway and me. You get that? We're here to help you. Nobody can help me. Nobody. Now, will you please go away? Go away. That is no way to speak to anybody that comes all this way, madam. Take it easy. I, I'm sorry. You're very nice people. <laughs> they should have let me die. They should have let me die. <laughs> Dave, 
I think it is better if we just sit down and let her get this cry over with. Until she does, we are going to get nothing out of her. Yeah, I guess you're right. Okay, we wait. So we sit there for a half an hour while Madame Laguin pours out the moisture. Then she clears up. We ask a couple of questions, and what she tells us is this. Dave, hand me, hand me that big envelope. Uh, this one? Yeah. Look at this photograph. This is a real classy-looking young doll. <laughs> Doesn't look much like her mother, does she? How do we know? We never see her mother. We're looking at her right now. You? Me. What are you giving us? I don't blame you for not believing it. That's my daughter, Eulalie. Eulalie, huh? Okay. Maybe you better do some more talking. She, she was raised in Spain, where I came from. I haven't seen her since she was a whole baby. Why not? Why not? <laughs> I wanted her to be a lady. I took all the money I had in the world and sent her to Spain. I was 15 years ago. You with money? Here. Look at these. They're all faded, but she'll get the idea. But these, these photographs look like you. They are. I was a dancer then. The post of Broadway. You can't say anything, can you? I don't blame you. It's a, a pretty long way from those to this. What happens to you? You can see the whole thing for 15 cents in any old night flop movie. Make a million, spend a million. The only trouble is, the years don't wait for you to keep counting on tomorrow. Always tomorrow. Yeah, I see. But... Last night you're trying to knock yourself off. Yeah, why, man? You hold out for all these years, then suddenly you try to put your light out. You lately is coming here. So, after 15 years, you see her. Why try to... After 15 years, she sees me. Me. Take a good look, Broadway. Dave. What do you see? Uh-huh. That's what I thought. She's going to be married. Married son of one of the oldest families in Spain. Well, then we have a happy ending. Yeah, sure. Only they're all coming over here to see me. They're on their way now. And when they see me, what are they going to say, huh? What are they going to say? Think they'll let their son marry a girl whose mother is... Madame again? There is more talk, and it turns out that Eulalie thinks her mother is a society doll married to a guy with plenty of potatoes. It seems that when Madame La Gimp writes to Eulalie, she uses stationery of a real fancy apartment building called the Marbury. This is because she swipes the stationery when she does odd jobs there, like cleaning up and things. Well, we get her promise that she will try no more funny business. Then we get outside. And Dave says... Broadway, what are we going to do? Do? What is there to do? Seems to me that she has got herself into a jam. 
Let's get her out of it. Short of waiting for the boat to come in and knocking off the people she does not want to see her, how do we get her out of the jail? She says her daughter believes she is a society doll who lives at the Marbury. So? Also, she tells you, lady, she has got a wealthy husband. She exaggerates more than someone. Mm. Uh-huh. You solved the whole problem. Good night, baby. Oh, wait a minute. I'm getting an idea. You are? What? Do you know Judge Henry G. Blake? I do. Furthermore, he is no judge and never is. He looks like one. In fact, he looks like a wealthy husband should look, doesn't he? Well, sure, he wears a wing collar and stuff. So what? He is going to... If you tell him that... Tell him anyway. I have him on my books for a grand. I will cancel the bet. What? But... But, but the rest of the story, the Marbury... I have connections. Now, look. You locate Judge Henry G. Blake and tell him I want to see him. Where will I find him? The chances are ten to one you will find him at Durrell's Billiard Parlor putting the trim to a sucker. Ah, good shot, my man. Good shot. Hello, Judge. Oh, good evening, Broadway. Nine ball, corner pocket. Judge, I have got to talk to you. Now I'm busy. Beat it. Dave the Dude sends me. I cannot... Dave? <clears throat> I am temporarily out of funds. Tell he him... He'll cancel the grand you owe it. Cancel? He'll cancel it? Um, I had this sucker lined up for a killing, but <clears throat> since it's for Dave... I'll be back in a minute, my good man. <clears throat> now... What's this all about, Broadway? I think you better just sit down first, Judge. Why? Is uh, something wrong? Not yet. Oh, my dear Broadway, will you please come to the point? Sure. You know Madame La Gimp? Uh, that old... Uh, How uh, would you like to be married to her? Married to... But you're insane. Dave the dude wishes it. This is extortion. I see a lawyer. I do not think you will get that far. No, 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 no. Anything but that. I tell Dave I'll get him the money. I'll, I'll go to work. At what? I don't love the woman. In fact, my feelings are just the opposite. Look, Judge, all you have to do is to be her husband for a couple of days. Just make believe. Even the thought of that appalls me. Broadway, look at me. I'm an educated man. I'm sensitive, cultured. My feelings must be considered. I think Dave the Dude will consider them, Judge. And maybe you will not like it. But I... I... The point is well taken. All right, Broadway. Please explain, but gently. I'm a very nervous man. The little talk ends up with the judge agreeing to the proposition. What else is there for him to do? Then we go back to see Dave the Duke. He's at his place with Madame Lagim when the judge and I walk in. And the scene is as follows. Broadway tells you what the pitch is, Judge? Uh, yes, I'm thoroughly acquainted with the situation. Good. You know Madame Lagim? Yes. How do you do, Madame? Dave, I want to go home. I want to get out of here. Why? Why do you think? It'll never work, not in a million years. I think she has a point there, Dave. It's been nice seeing you, madame. Sit down. All right, Dave. Now you listen to me. That boat gets in day after tomorrow. 
You've got that long to get used to the idea. Such short notice. He's right, Dave. Look at me. Take a good look at me. What chance have I got? The one we'll give you. It's no good, I tell you. You want your lady to marry this citizen you tell us about? I want her to be happy. Okay. But if she gets here with her ever-loving in-laws to be a nail-lamp you, what happens? Oh, don't, Dave. Please don't. Oh, take it easy, Dave, huh? Well, I didn't mean to hit you over the head, madam. Uh, may I have a drink? No. But if I'm going to be her husband, I... Not I'm... a drop until this is over with and that's that. Uh, when I was a small boy, I wanted to be a sailor. I certainly miss the ocean now. Billy, come on in, baby. Judge, you know my wife. How do you do? What's eating him? Nothing yet. Billy, this here is Madame LeGimp. I told you about her. Uh-huh. Wow. Billy, Broadway, come in the next room with me. Judge, you talk to Madame LeGimp. What about? Your honeymoon, you joke. Come on, Billy, Broadway. Dave, when you told me about her, I didn't expect what I saw. She is no Rosalini. That is beside the point. Billy, are you able to do anything with her? Sure, but I'll get arrested. Don't be funny. Funny? You're the hysterical one. Get her fixed up. How? Beauty parlors? There ain't enough of them in town. Try it. She takes 15 years getting like that, and you give me two days to make her over. Look, Billy, she's a poor old doll with nothing in the world but that kid of hers. What do you care? What's your stake? Me? Yeah. You. That's funny. Never thought about it. Guess I ain't got any stake. Not that anybody can see. Huh? You were a nice guy, didn't you? You let that get out on the stem and I'll cook you. <laughs> okay, Dave. For you. But, brother, I don't promise any Cinderella from that cinder. With that, we break up. Billy takes over Madame Logimp. I take over Judge Blake. With orders to keep him in line. Personally, I think the whole thing is going to be a bust. There are just two days to get ready. And from what I see of Madame La Gimp, we need two years. Nevertheless, we go through with it. And what happens when we do is something for the books. And which I will tell you in a minute. To the Damon Runyon Theater and the famous story, Madame La Gimp. Well, it is finally the morning when the boat is due to arrive. I do not see Madame La Gimp because I am too busy steering the judge along the right train. Then, we get a call to go to the Marbury Apartments. The judge reaches for some courage, and I slap his hand, and we are off. And at the Marbury, Dave lets us in an apartment. Well, how do you like it? Oh, boy, this is a classy joint. Uh, 
Where is my uh, <clears throat> wife? Be here in a minute, Judge. Billy's bringing her. Dave, on whom do you put the chill for this place? <laughs> a guy who lives here lends it to me. He is away for the summer. Who is it? Is that you? Sure, come on in. Okay, get ready. Billy, what's the idea of stalling like that? Uh, hey, hey, look at the... Well, close your mouth. You all look like something from the aquarium. Billy, Billy, what do you do to her? I spend so much time in beauty parlors, I feel like a curler. Well, don't stand there. Say something. This, this is impossible. Broadway, I didn't have a drink, did I? Not a drop. Hello, Judge. Broadway, won't you sit down? At this point, it is not so much a choice as a necessity. Thank you. Billy, you are a genius. Uh-uh. What you're looking at was there all the time. Just covered up. Uh, Madame. Uh, may I offer you a chair? Thank you, Judge. Uh, Henry. <laughs> the name is Henry. Look, we got a half an hour to get down to the pier. Yeah, we got to get moving. I, I, I can't go. No, I can't go. What? Madam, you got to go. I'm scared. Broadway, Dave, I'm scared. I, I know something will happen to ruin everything. Please, before it's too late, let's stop this. Honey, believe me. You got nothing to be scared of now. How will I act? What'll I say and do? Madame, if you will permit me to offer my arm, we shall face this thing together. Shall we go? I personally do not go to the pier, but they tell me later that the meeting between Madame La Gimp and her baby is very affecting indeed. And the judge does himself proud. Although there is talk that he takes advantage of numerous small excuses to kiss Eulalie, who is a very good-looking young doll. The thing goes off real good because Eulalie's future in-laws speak no English and only Madame La Gimp speaks Spanish. Everybody gets back to the Marbury with everything nice and rosy. It begins to look like a cinch. But Dave does not leave it at that. He says he is going to throw a big reception with a lot of celebrities to show the in-laws to be what a big-shot Madame La Gimp is. Where he is going to get these celebrities, I do not know. And I do not like the idea. But Dave tells me to show up at nine, and I am Johnny at the rat hole on the dock. I hear the party going on, and after I knock on the door, it is opened by Dave. Aha! I was a little worried you wouldn't show, Your Honor. My Honor? I bring somebody with me? Shut up. Ladies and gentlemen, may I present His Honor... The mayor of New York. Dave, do you go off your rocker? Look, we're going to have celebrities. I am not the mayor. I never run for mayor. I do not think I am the people's choice. But tonight you are. we got to convince those in-laws that Madame La Gimp is a gold-plated mother-in-law for their son. Dave, this is dangerous. What if they find out different? You worry too much. I will introduce you to the in-laws later. Meantime, go over and talk to Harry the Hawk. Sure, sure. I will sit real close to a window. <laughs> Hello, Harry. Hey, Harry. Huh? Oh, who are you? Me? Who do you think I am? Remember me? Who are you tonight? Oh, the mayor. <laughs> I am one up on you. I am the governor. Dave makes me enter politics real sudden. Oh, no. You are the governor? Ladies and 
and gentlemen, the Vice President of the United States. Vice President? That is little Mitzi. And look who comes in after him. And the Police Commissioner of the City of New York. Police Commissioner? Harry, that is none other than Wild William Wilkins, who is now wanted in 48 states. And if we had 49, that would be included. Eh, Broadway. What? I wonder if I stay in line, could I really get to be the governor? Well, in two hours, the apartment has more celebrities than any place in the world. And I admit that things go pretty good. There are a couple of disturbances, like when somebody spots the police commissioner ringing in a pair of phony dice in a friendly crap game, and two forty-fives fall out of the vice president's waistband. Then it is coming on about one in the morning, and the party is almost over. I am sitting by Madame La Gimp and the judge, and the scene is as follows. Yes, I do. It, it's been so wonderful. You've all been so wonderful. Oh, tut tut, my dear. It's been a great pleasure. Sure. We are glad to do it for you, madam. Sure, and it looks like everything is fine with your baby and the young guy. She'll go back to Spain with him, believing I'm what you all made me for two days. My dear, we made nothing of you that wasn't already there. I kiss your hand. Hey, he is! He's Henry Tomb. So very lovely, very lovely. You know, she is at that. I, I want to tell you something. If I can... I'm going to be different. Do you think I can? I'm sure of it. As for myself, well, I've wasted a good many years, too. You know, I wonder if we... Hey, why is everybody so quiet all of a sudden? Look, coming in the door. Harrigan. Lieutenant Harrigan and a squad of gendarmes. Oh, no, no. It can't happen now. It just can't. It is. Well, well, well. Never seen anything like this outside of visiting day at Sing Sing. Arrogant. How did you get in? My badge. It gets me in places. Mitzi, stand still. You too, Wilkins. Harrigan, lay off, will you? Lay off for the night. Yeah, sure. <laughs> I thought I was getting a phony tip about you citizens. But it looks like it was on the level. Harrigan, you do not understand. You're right, I don't. But that does not bother me in the least. My dear lieutenant. Oh, in the big time, aren't you, Judge? Pool tables are more on your line. Harrigan, shut up. Take it easy, Judge. Let go of me, Broadway. Judge, beat it. No, I won't leave. Okay, stay. Now, somebody explain what's going on. I said explain. What's the pitch? What banks are going to get knocked over tomorrow? From the looks of this crowd, I'd say the United States Mint was in for a bad time. Now start talking. Start talking or I'll jug every one of you. Most of you'd have a tough time beating any rap. Okay, let's all go for a ride. No, wait, Lieutenant. Madam, sit down. Madam, get back. It's okay. Don't say a word. I want to. Who are you? You know me. Take a better look. Madam, look. No, this is silly. Yes. Madam, look in. Madam, think of what you are doing. I am. Maybe I knew all along this wouldn't work. Maybe I knew something had to happen. 
Will you tell me what this is all about? Yes. This, this is a party for me and my daughter and her fiancé. Your what and her who? My daughter. Yes, I have a daughter, Lieutenant. That's her looking at me now. Looking at me. She speaks very little English, Lieutenant, but she'll understand enough of this to know... to know what I really am. And those other people, they're the mother and father of the boy she was going to marry. Cut it out before it's too late, madam. It is too late, Dave. Lieutenant, all these people here tonight came because of me. And Madame LaGimp tells the whole thing. Your lady is looking at her, and I know by her face that she gets quite a bit of what goes on. And the young guy does, too. But his mother and father do not know one word. They just sit and look more than somewhat puzzled. Then Madame LaGimp finishes. Now, Lieutenant, you've got the whole story. Is this on a level? Take my word for it, Harrigan. Yours is the only one I would take, Broadway. What happens now, Harrigan? Well, Dave, I... I get all the good assignments. One more like this and I'll turn in my shield. Lieutenant, what, uh, what does that mean? Well, well, to make this look good, you... You better introduce me to the folks. Sure, sure. As what? Uh, you got just about all the big names taken. Uh... Make me any celebrity. Sure. Come on over. Uh, senor, senora, I have the honor to present a great celebrity. Lieutenant Harrigan, New York Police Force. And that is that. The party is over. But not the story. And what the payoff is, I will tell you in a minute. the party is over. Then the next day, Harry the Horse, Little Mitzi, Angie the Ox, and several others and me are sitting in Mindy's when in walks Dave the Dude and sits down. He says as follows. Well, it is all over, boys. What happens, Dave? They are married. They are alone. The young guy is nuts about you, lady, and does not care who her mother is. His mother and father know from nothing. Well, well, that is real nice. Also, the judge and Madame LeGimp are married. Well, that is much better than real nice. So everything is settled. Not quite. Not quite settled. Huh? What do you mean, Dave? I have here a list of some things. A list? Of what? If every single article listed here is not kicked back to the owners of the different joints in the Marbury they were taken from by next Tuesday night, I will bust a lot of noses around this town. 
everything must be retained. Especially the baby grand piano that is removed from apartment 9D. And so ends the famous Damon Runyon story, Madame La Gimp. Listen in again next week for... The Damon Runyon Theater. The Damon Runyon Theater with John Brown as Broadway is directed by Richard Sandville and the stories adapted for radio by Russell Hughes. Vern Carstensen is in charge of production. This is a Mayfair production. Thank <laughs> you.